I'm a go-getter. It's the Go-Getter Podcast with Jay Black. His goal is to inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Success is the only option. Go-Getter is all about mindset. My mindset is, since I'm here, why not be the greatest ever? And it's a win-win situation. Let's say I don't become the greatest ever. I'll become one of the greats. But it forces me to grind the greatness every day. And if you want to win that life, you got to grind the greatness every day. You deserve to live your best life. The world can sleep on you, but just make sure you don't sleep on you. So I love and believe in you, and I want to take you to that next level. Put your seatbelt on. Ride with me. I feel the three words coming. I'm excited. Yeah, I got Kitty Jojo Smith in the car with me, and we about to take a ride. So, welcome to the Go Get a Podcast with Jay Black. Ready or not, it's about to go up. It's about to go up. So, I always like to start by breaking down Go Get if you can fully understand me. For those who don't know who the Go Getter is, because my name is Jamar Blackman, aka Jay Black, aka the Go Getter, and my logo sums up my message: one finger to the brain, one to the sky. All I'm saying is the right mindset, you go to the top. I put the red check next to the brain because everything starts with the mind. It's going to take blood, sweat, and tears to achieve goals. You're a goal-getter. I'm a goal-getter. Success is the only option. Everything about my guest today says success is the only option. Now, them three words, right? I said it once, but this guest right here, this guest right here, got them coming two more times. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. So, JoJo, say what's up to the people. What's up, people? So, I think this conversation is definitely needed. Oh, man, got to have it. We're talking about black fathers. We're talking about marriage and how it affects our community, young minds. Young minds. So, before we get dive into that, I want you to tell the people about yourself, you know, and just your history in the community and just um, talk a little for us. Well, for those who don't know, my name is Kenny Jojo Smith. I am now just a community activist, realistically, but I'm an educator. I'm a coach. I have a nonprofit, founder of a nonprofit, Ladies First Akron, um, established in 2010. So, I, I mean, I just do everything when it comes to community. So 15 years in Akron Public School System, um, you know what I'm saying? So just really a pioneer, man, just just trying to influence young minds and help young people. So so that's who I am. That's what I do. Definitely, definitely dope, dope. And definitely, like I said, you know, you're not just talking to you living it. You've been putting in work for a long time now. And I want to start. Um, first with that image, black father, mm-hmm. black father. So my situation, just talking about me, um, the reason why I'm such a great father, I grind the greatness and everything I do, but I'm a father because I didn't have that. You know, so fatherhood is very, very important to me. So when I think of fathers and just coming up, a lot of some had their fathers, some didn't, but with me, you know, definitely at sporting events. You know, it, when I look around, I see afterwards kids hugging their fathers and it made me feel some type of way and a lot of us my peers felt some kind of way as well Mm -hmm. so talk about the impact and why the black father is so important i mean the the black father is 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 the head right and so when you hear me say that though you, you don't go egotistical you know what i mean like not the head in that manner but like it's the lead you know what i'm saying and setting the tone and setting the example and kind of how everything should function so, for example, black fathers that have children, your children watch how you treat your significant other, which, you know, for me is my wife. So my kids are watching how I treat my wife. Kids are watching what the male does to set the tone, and that typically sets the tone in your family. 
And so once we got into, once society made, you know, independence such a big deal, in my opinion, mm-hmm. we started to shift away from, you know, I can do it by myself, by myself. And, you know, there are things that individuals can do by themselves, but right. it's proven that collectively you can, you know, achieve and do more. So I, I just think it's very important for our young people because, again, you talked about seeds, right? Right. So now if, if young people at a very young age are seeing... Um, independence as the norm, right? Even if you're not saying that, right, what I see is shaping me, right? It's my experience. Right. Yeah. So if I see independence as the norm, then, you know, I begin to, to you know, welcome that as a part of my life. So I just think it's important that we start to be realistic, right? Two incomes are better than one. Definitely. Right, right, right. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there's little little things that we've we've deviated from in terms of uh, the importance of collectively building something together that can move forward. And you see it in in, in other cultures, man. And you and you see our culture being more toward the independence, and we got to go back to where we were thriving the most, and that was when when we were working together, like right. in our in inside our own immediate house. Right. And I think something and. This wasn't intentional, but it happened. Um, fathers, just um, relationships not working out, and um, mothers just feel like, you know what, I gotta do what I gotta do. So, I gotta, yeah. you know, so, yeah. but at the same time, I think that strength um, hurt the overall community overall because now they're so quick. Relationships, they don't go, you gotta go through something with somebody. And as strong as my mother was, she's not a man. She understood that. Yeah. And she told me, she said, so I knew it was important for me to get you around strong men. So she put me in martial arts, football, and basketball so I could be around men. Mm-hmm. So a conversation is different. You know, both of us, you know, we got, we got, we actually, we got daughters. Right. You know, so her, converse, her conversation with her mother is different from a conversation about life with you. For sure. You know, so them two different perspectives are very, very important. And then we're talking about the imagery, imagery. Like, I think it's so powerful when I see, like, I love when I see you and your family. It's a man and a woman, then it's the kids, mm-hmm. you know, because eventually when they grow up, we want them to emulate the same image. And the fact that we don't see that or they make it like it's not cool to be married, because I'm talking about the marriage piece, because uh-huh. we're both married. Right. We didn't shack up. We marry our queens. For sure. So I think it's important that we show that marriage, yeah, that's the cool thing. That's the right thing to do. It is, man. And so, like, being an educator for 15 years, right? you know kids kids tell you the truth. Right. Right? No chaser. Kids right. going to tell you, right? And so when you start to have conversations, right? So one thing I would do in my classroom was oftentimes talk about my family. Right. What we were going to do, we talk about the weekend. What y'all going to do this weekend? You know, we'd talk about some of the things. And I'm serious. I had students come to me like, like, damn, Mr. Smith, like, you a father for real. Because they asked me, like, like once they were born, they'd be like, Mr. Smith, what you going to do this weekend? I'm like, well, my baby got swim lessons, so I'm doing that, but whatever, whatever. And everything would be around my kids. Right. And so my students would, would hear me, you know, and I had pictures and I would show them. And, you know, we would have conversations about, you know, what that looked like. And so, you know, again, as, as kids, we look for different characteristics in other people. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like... Like you, so you ain't had your dad, so you had a coach, right? So you can, you try to fill in those gaps, you know what I'm saying? But just listening to the young people yearn for that example, you know what I'm saying? It, to me, showed me more because we say one thing, but again, it's not about necessarily what we say, it's what what they see. Right, So, So, you know, for me, I'm like, man, how impactful that was. Just me being an example, being in a school every day and and I seeing a black man who is a true family man and brag about it and, and you know, talk right. real about it. Right, right. So, man, what's this? So, the thing, the phrase should be making it cool 
to be married, to have a family. You know, because hip hop is our culture, it's, it's very powerful. And unfortunately, a lot of times, a lot of the popular music, they make it like it's so cool to have multiple women and that makes you cool and that solidifies you as a man. So coming up, that was even with us, you know what I'm saying? But yep. I think um, being able to change the narrative and with you being a coach and basketball being such a popular sport, I think that's also a powerful thing as far as one of your superpowers as well, you know, to connect, to connect the dots. And I want to talk to you because you actually had your father coming up. Mm -hmm. So talk about some of the jewels that you got from your father. So, like, like my dad was just like me in the community. You know what I'm saying? So he had the, the like, the Perkins Pool League is a staple in Akron, Ohio, right? Everybody right. know about the Pool League. But, you know, if you really know the Pool League, that was my dad's league. You know what I'm saying? So he right. ran that league for 30-plus years. So I just watched my dad be a staple in the community, right? You know what I'm saying? He, taking kids home. So I seen all of this stuff, right? But then, so, you know, if, if we're being realistic, though, you know, so physically I had my mom and my father in the same household. Right. But if I go back, if you start to break down the layers, and which is one thing that we have to do with our families, and you start to break down the layers of, of my situation and my father's father, right? So my right. So the situation from my dad's dad... You know what I'm saying? Was my grandparents came from the South. My, my father's father didn't know how to read. You know what I'm saying? Drunk a lot. And so the image that my dad was able to see in the household wasn't as strong of an image, right? Right. So now that impacted him and, and, and the things that he was able to do. And so, you know what I'm saying? Like, like again, like my pops, that's my guy. He's in the house. That's my dude. But it was a lot of things that my dad didn't get from his father that then he wasn't able to give to me. Right. So what I was able to do was I had uncles, my mom's brothers were very influential into, you know, the shaping of me. And um, I had a pastor, Reverend Shy, who, you know, gave me that example. So, again, at the same time, as a, as a youth, I'm looking for what I live with. But right. then additionally, the other examples that are around me. So for me, it was just big. Like we had a lot of men at Ed Davis Community Center, you know, Bo Palmer, um, you know, Coach Beasley. Um, EJ, Coach Jones, Jerry Rowland, right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mr. Duck, like you had all of these men who were always around. Right. So now I'm watching those men. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not here to, to paint the picture like all of them are perfect. Right. But you take a little bit of take substance bit. from each one. And you know what I'm saying? So I just saw different things. Uh, so it was, it was very influential, but I did see my dad work his butt off. Right. And my dad was a super hard worker, so me and everything that I did, I was a really hard worker. And him saying that statement makes now it makes even more sense because when you think if you say JoJo and you take basketball, you think defense. Like he was a defensive specialist, but his energy, like I'm so energy. This man, dude, on the court, man, he just never got tired. But your defensive intensity, bro, was like I never seen it before for you. And it's so funny because like all I knew was to work. Like I wasn't the best. I didn't make the team in middle school, right? Like, I was always doubted, but I always had a drive and work ethic. So as we started to get older, you know, the one thing that happens is when you're young, people are good. But then as they get older, they don't work as hard. Right. Whereas for me, you know, being good and then a lot of people being better, you got to keep working. And so, like, I saw that, like you said with my dad, the, the power of hard work. Right. So I knew if I just kept working, kept working, kept working, that eventually you know, I would tip the scale. And, and, and that's actually what happened was my hard work got me everything that I was able to get. Like, literally, it was nothing else but the work. Right. Like, like I, it's funny that you said that about, like, me getting tired. I just was talking to my daughter about that. Like, man, like, that was, I had to be that. That's what I had to be. You know what I'm saying? That raised the whole intensity of your team. The whole changed the whole dynamic. Right. Think about it. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all, 
Y'all's coming up full court, kicking up, and just the, the, the pressure, y'all. I think even with you now, because I'm big on work ethic, having a strong work ethic. Like, I'm going, and I want to talk, I want to utilize something you said, because you said just grabbing from a little bit here and there. I think it's unfair that nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. He made sure he said that, even with his father, and even some of the people, the coaches that he grabbed them, but he grabbed a little bit from here, 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 and here. So it's so important that for you to get involved, like your voice matters. You might feel like your your voice doesn't matter, but it matters. And his book, and we're going to get to this now, it says, I'm watching. A lot of times, you, you just never know who's watching you, you know? They and watching. You, and, but they watching, though. And definitely with the, everything that's going on in our community, as far as amongst youth, Akron, we never had killings like this. So much on youth, you know what I'm saying? So, and if you look inside the households, fathers are definitely missing. Me starting go get an academy was at a speaking engagement. Out of 25 hands raised, 23 hands was raised for his fathers in prison, hmm. not in the household. That's why go get an academy started. That's the only reason. Then they kept asking me to come back there, and the, 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 the young kings just kept gravitating to me with questions. And then people started asking me, get a mentor program. And even from there, you know, we're talking about this your young queen, something she said that was powerful, believing in yourself. Married, four kids, I'm the provider. Go get the academy was definitely not my budget. But my spiritual foundation, God kept giving me the vision. I said, you know what? God got the biggest budget. Mm -hmm. You know, 2018, and we're still running to 2022. Yeah. You know, so it's Yeah, so, so like the, the kids oftentimes, again, they would, they would talk about that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Kids talk about hip hypocrisy, mm -hmm. right? Big time, right? So, and what I mean by that is, so as a parent, right, depending on how you're living and the decisions that you're making and your young people seeing them, so it, I, I always use this example, and I would use it, especially in high school, right? Right. So you get to drinking and smoking, right? And everybody goes through those stages, right? And so I'm smoking, and 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 my younger whoever is is watching me, and I'm telling them as I'm doing it, don't do don't this. Do it. You know what I'm saying? And so, but I, like as I'm doing it, kids will talk about that all the time in school, like about you know what I'm saying, uh, if if the the parent wasn't active, right, for a lot of time. And then all of a sudden, now I get to high school and the parent want to be super active. Maybe the parent grows and changes. Like, I've right. seen this, right? I've seen this. But right. the, but they've never addressed that with their kid. So now the kid is still bitter because from when I was 7 until I was 13, right, you really wasn't there like you should have been. And you were learning and growing. But, like, as you learn and grow, you got to have those conversations because those conversations mean a lot. You know what I'm saying? You can't just be, have been absent grow and get better and then just turn into this new person and never address the old things that took place. Ooh. These are some of the the things that our young people, I'm telling you, are yearning for because they're having these conversations with people that they trust in schools. Right. You know what I'm saying? So so address, I think that's powerful, addressing situations. Just because you grow, people don't forget things. And you think you just can move past them. But, yeah, you got to address it for people can really heal and move forward, you know, and that strengthens the relationship. Because you could say as a parent, we're not perfect. Let's discuss the, the, the certain, certain situations. Something you said is that you use the example as far as drinking and smoking. So somebody's taking a drink at the same time saying, don't do this. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that's powerful. And I want to jump to your book. I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm watching. So the importance of this book and pretty much the conversations we're having and break down the illustrations you got right here. So, so on the cover, it's a young boy looking in the mirror, right? A young man looking in the mirror. And so in that mirror, though, you have an artist. You have a doctor, you have a chef, you have an educator, and you have an entrepreneur, right? And so little boys just looking through the, the, the mirror is the world, right? right? 
So they're seeing the world through all of these different people, you know right. what I'm saying, positively or negatively. Right. So, you know what I mean? So I thought that I, it, it brought me to the, the realization of, and having the conversations that I literally just had with you, like young right. people have influenced me big time. So like I'm watching everything. Like don't don't tell me, don't only tell me. I shouldn't say don't tell me because you want to tell young yeah. people, you know what I'm saying? But don't only tell me, right? You know what I'm saying? Be a, an, example an example of that. And, and that's why I think personal. This is my personal opinion, mm -hmm. but that's why I believe certain people choose not to get involved with young people because they want to be the example. Because you got to be, a, you yeah. have to be. They want to like, be held accountable. Man, I'm walking through. We, I just had a meeting at a school last week. Like mm -hmm. I'm always, I'm Mr. Smith forever to a lot of people. Oh yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, definitely. and so no matter where I go, what I do, like I, I'm not able to turn that off. Right. And a lot of people don't really want that pressure or that that um, responsibility yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. and so but i don't know i i believe that it's very important and so that that's why the cover is what it is because i just wanted young young and then there's no black male representation in children's books so that's my whole method of me being an author right right when i first became a father i, I wrote the book about being a father right but i was i was on amazon looking up books and it was only like seven books about like for black girls like available at the time and I'm like I ordered all of them I'm like man why is no black why, why couldn't I find it and so what I've learned there's a lot of underground black literature available but you know okay. what I'm saying okay be part of the solution 12% of children's books only 12% of children's books have a black lead character 12% man so mm. like our our young people run want to read books that have representation you know right. what I'm saying so like be a part of the change. I was never really a complainer. I'm like, you know, what are we going to do to make this happen? Man? Right. What's the solution? You being part of the solution. Yeah. For All sure. right. So how can they get the book? I'm watching. So you can get this book. It's, it's available on Amazon. You can um, look up I'm Watching on Amazon by Kenneth J. Smith. Um, additionally, you can email. So my, my personal website is IamPossibleEnterprise.com. Right, I am possible enterprise. So if you go to my website, you won't see this book, but you'll see just different ways to get in contact with me. You'll see what I do in terms of education. You'll see what I do in terms of the community and my nonprofit. And there's multiple ways to, to get in touch with me. So like I always have books on me. So you know if people reach out to me and I can go and actually take them copies. We are planning a book signing um, for myself and my daughter because I released this book with my nine year old daughter. We released in February at the same time. You know, and so that was pretty cool. So so you can get it on Amazon. You can uh, connect with me, you know, and make it happen. And so, you know, here we are. That's great. That's great. So make sure let's support. Let's support. Let's support the real. It's a real cause, real movement. And you heard what he said. He released this book with his daughter. So two authors. She's nine years old. So what kind of example is he setting as far as entrepreneurship, as far as leadership, as far as being a voice, being a voice? Earlier, something's part of what she said. She said that, well... My father has been reading to me before bed for so long, so naturally then I learned how to read. Now I love to read. That's because he's setting an example. So as black men, I don't care what happened yesterday. Yesterday is gone forever. It's a new day. Get involved if you're not involved in your kids' lives. Just even the community. Nobody has to be perfect. But you see all this madness going on out here? Pull them to the side. We can't be scared of our youth. But as black men, we got to be strong. We got to be the example. So your voice matter. Talk to them. See what's going on. They want to be held accountable, man. Like, right. you know, you, you see kids hanging out on corners and things of that nature, right? And so right. people automatically judge. Like, man, right. they standing in front of there and blah, 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 and all this and that. And 
I'm like, I look at it differently working in the community. I'm like, okay, I know him. I'll pull up on them. Right. See what's going on. Y'all okay? What y'all need? Like, because they're not just hanging around. Think about it. So when you think about the kids who are not hanging around, right? they have a sport, they have an activity, or they have something to go to. Right. The kids who are hanging around are not involved for whatever reason. Maybe right. they don't have rides. Maybe they don't have someone to pay for. Right. It's not like they just want to go stand in front of stuff for hours, you know what I'm saying, and be exposed to that. So a lot of times we're not really breaking down the why behind what we're seeing and then trying to provide a solution. So for me, right, that's one of the things I want to do. And then for this literacy piece, like we have a lot of, like, okay, so if we're going to be real, like we have a lot of um, functional, illiterate people across the United States, across all cultures. Right. And so now when I become an adult, right, and, and if reading wasn't like a, a, a big part of my life, so now I have kids. I'm going to give you the perfect example. This was probably five, six months ago. Right. I walked into a, um, I walked into a, a restaurant. I saw a former student. This, this student's about 23 right now, right? Right. So former student, I didn't have this student in class, but this student was at a school that I was at, okay? Right. So he like, Mr. Smith, what's up? You know, happy to see me. I'm like, what's up? Whatever, we have our exchange. And so then he said, man, I'm about to be a father, mm -hmm. right? Excited, super excited. Right. So literally, if you get anybody come in contact with me, the first thing I say is, are you reading every night? Like I was reading my kids in the womb, like straight up every right. night, right? So I'm like, man, are you reading to that kid? Are you? I'm like, are you going to read to that kid every night? This was his response. He said, man, Mr. Smith, you know I was never good at language arts. Mm -hmm. That was his response, right? And so a lot of people who struggled in school, like, you know what I'm saying? So so if I'm reading to my kid, right, right. and I'm struggling, what message is my kid going to receive? Like, dang, my, my mom don't know that word. My dad right. don't know that word. Like, that's, that's happening, right? Because the literacy standards across the city, if we bring in real, are really, really bad. Like, I, I should have brought my other notebook. Like, I have them, right? Public, right. private, I don't care what school you go to. Right. The, the, the literacy for, for African-American boys in Akron, Ohio, is really, really low right now across all platforms, right? And right. so, as, as parents, right, people struggle with that vulnerability of not knowing something that we got to be able to grow and learn together and be okay with like not knowing some things and then allowing that but you know what i'm saying like it's like michael beasy just said on his podcast interview like yeah. people gonna beat you down beat you down beat you, and people are like hold on like I, I i'm not really ready to go through that so you have a lot of variables and so that's why so basically pride is killing us it's killing us man because you want to be sure it's not that you and i say it's not a black and white situation like even sometimes they're not lashing out just because they just really don't want to embarrass they don't know how to read the word or Maybe they're hungry. They're not eating at home. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's not a black and white situation. You got to dig and find out the why behind it. So that's powerful. That's yeah. powerful. Yeah, I think and this is a conversation we're going to continue to have. Um, I encourage you definitely, if you're not following, stay connected with Kenny Jojo Smith. Um, he's a very passionate guy that's committed to making a difference. I am Possible Enterprises. Make sure you reach out to grab this book, grab a few books, and then spread it around. And also... The audio of this uh, interview will be released next week, so definitely download it and just get the word out. This is a serious conversation I want you to think about and really share it with your family. Yes, your family. Yeah, share this. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Father, real, let me ask you a question about marriage, right? Right. Did you, as a young person, see marriage in your future? Um, I always knew because, of, because I was so involved in different things. My mom had me involved in so many different things. So I was the black kid and surrounded by white parents to see a marriage. 
So I felt like I never wanted my kids to experience this. I knew I was going to be in my kids' life, and I wanted them to see that image. Mm -hmm. So I knew when I got older that, but I didn't know really what it, a healthy thing would have looked like. So I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> when I said I look at the 10 people I respect, I asked them about marriage, they say don't do it. Mm -hmm. And then they said this. I talked about as far as marriage and just they're talking about as far as commitment. Mm -hmm. It's not, they didn't say cheat, they say it's not what you do, it's how you do it. It costs the play. So these cats telling me right now, they're not even faithful in their marriage. The ones that, the older guys that were married. Mm -hmm. So damn, I really don't got no, I didn't have an example, it's more me, you know, my experiences and what I wanted to represent. And what, I'm a, the spiritual foundation as far as God, I like, as a Christian, I'm like, so it's more about what I wanted to represent. Yeah. But I didn't have no healthy representation. Okay. And the black community just, is just saying, the statement, though, I always stuck with me, it's like, dang, out of all 10 of them, they all said that. So, is it that the women is just so difficult that they make them that way? Like, I, I just didn't understand why. Yeah. You know what so I'm saying? I just had that conversation with John. Like, that's, that's one of the worst pieces of advice I've ever gotten. Like, don't get married. And so, I, you know what I've learned in my journey? I've been married 12 years. What I've learned in this journey is, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm learning and growing and trying to be every better day. every day, right? Yeah, every day. But... We love how we know how to love, right? And so when you learn a person's love language, right, it's important that you don't create what you think their love language is. And I learned that in marriage counseling. Man. I think that, I think marriage, first of all, if you decide to get married, I definitely recommend marriage counseling, but love languages. It, so what you said right there, that was big for me because me, I'm, I'm thinking I'm doing this, this, and that. But if she loves to watch Lifetime movies, that's her love language. You got to watch that Lifetime movie with her. Because mm -hmm. instead of you thinking, because you did this and that, it don't matter what you did over there. For sure. You got to watch that Lifetime movie. For sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So that love language is very, very important. And you, you said you can't create. No, this is what she loves. That's what you got to do. So that communication, as y'all grow, also just being able to communicate. And I think um, with me, because I'm not the same person we got married that I'm in now. I wasn't doing what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. So we've grown together and her just respecting my growth. And then now incorporating her to everything. I think my, my pastor told me that. Shout out to Bishop Hampton. And you know, right now we in a faith place, you know. So shout out to the support of my church. They've been very supportive of my movement. So big shout out to him. But a big advice he gave me is to incorporate her into everything, you're, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And since I did that, the, the relationship has been way more healthier. And we've been building, man. So I'm very... Um, excited far as the journey we just learning we're getting stronger yeah y'all on we a have, journey together yeah and we're just the challenges i just love i'm not a like i'm success only option so divorce is not an option to me i just like the the challenge of just figuring out different things and then when she's mad about something like you said figuring out the why behind it instead of just before i should just be you know so just like we trying to understand where she's coming from yeah oh that's coming from her childhood ain't got nothing to do with me right dang so now i'm taking it so personal we ain't got to do this about Things she experienced with her father and her mother. So them type of conversation, a deeper conversation. So yeah, marriage, man, it's, it's a challenge. It takes work. It's not for the lazy people, but I think for me, people, me like you and me, it's powerful for our community. It's powerful, man. Our kids want, want some stability. Um, we're, we're, we're targeting, highlighting black fathers just off the bad rap overall that we get. I think with our generation, we definitely changed the narrative overall. But um, there's some of there's a lot of us that are active. Um, unfortunately, we do still got some that don't that involved. But this conversation, you know.
being that example. Whether you like it or not, they are watching. They are watching. They are watching. Yeah. So let's make sure that we be the right example. Um, fortunately, I'm sorry, but you know, you're a role model whether you want to or not. You know, so they're watching. So let's make some adjustments as far as our daily activities. Um, nothing is perfect. Nobody's perfect. But at the same time, just look, take a look in the mirror, you know, and then think about the people that's close to you that's watching. If you're involved, like you said, even though he's not a teacher anymore, he's going to be always Mr. Smith. You know, so he can't abandon that responsibility. He's definitely doing a great job. So I encourage you to grab this book. I'm watching. Also, make sure you grab my book, Goals Give Direction. On a mission to change the world. This is two black men, two black fathers, two black married men that are passionate about making a difference. So I love and believe in you. And always remember, always remember, always remember. Only person that can stop you is you. Yes. It's the Go Get a Podcast with Jay Black. Stay excited and stay connected. www.jblackinspires.com.